Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance with guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Busy on a Monday, fantasy and reality. Your preseason impressions, quarterback decisions, and the stupidest people in the world. All those and more on the Monday menu. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. I, well, I don't even know exactly how to say this. I'll make it Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. But through absolutely no force or coercion, various members of the New York Mets have told the world that they are dissing their own fans and they're choosing to do it. The story that is coming out of this, to me, is one of the more amazing things I've seen happen in sports in quite some time. Let me set the table for anyone who is not aware of what it is that I'm talking about, because I went on this lovely vacation. I had a wonderful time. I went to the mountains. You know I love the mountains. I love the mountains. I love the altitude. Some people don't like the altitude. You get altitude sickness. I love it. I think the air smells better up there. Food tastes better. Everything is just nicer. And I come back, and I'm watching this fantastic golf. I'm watching Patrick Cantley roll in one unbelievable putt after another, beating Bryson DeChambeau in what was a thriller. And I'm trying to ignore all the texts. I don't want to texts. I, I wanted one more evening of just relaxing and enjoying. But, of course, I made the enormous mistake of looking at the texts, and they were all from Bubba, who was a fan of the Mets, who wanted to make sure I knew that Javi Baez, who has been a Met, I actually did it, the math on this, he's been a Met now nine and a half minutes, nine and a half minutes, has decided that he is giving the finger in a significant way to the fans of the franchise. Not the finger you think. This one's actually worse. And in moments yesterday, for a Mets team that began the month of August, Hembo, where did they begin the month of August? Leading the National League East by four games. Say that again. Leading the National League East by four games. And where are they now? They're down seven games. In, in seven the, and a half games. In the same division? In the same division. In this one month. Eleven and a half games they've lost in 30 days. And, and, and so their fans are justifiably what? Upset. Upset, of course. Javi Baez doesn't see it that way. At least not the justifiably part. So he and Francisco Lindor have taken to celebrating when they do good. This is a day in which he hit a home run and they won, by the way. He has taken to celebrating when they do good things by doing a thumbs down gesture. And he wants to make sure the fans know it is aimed at them. What is the thumbs down celebration after a big hit mean? This is the booze that we get. You know, we like we're not we're not machines. We're gonna struggle, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna struggle seven times out of out of ten, and and you know, it just it just feels bad when 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 we strike out when I strike out and I get booed. You know, it doesn't really get to me, but like I want I want to let them know that when we success, we're gonna do the same thing to to know how to to let them know how how it feels. You know. Okay, so I I, I can't listen to it anymore. That straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. We're gonna let the fans know that we're gonna do the same thing, so they know how it feels. So. Predictably, the Mets organization had to release a statement, which they did. Sandy Alderson, the president of the team, Mets fans are understandably blah, blah, blah. Thumbs down, blah, blah, blah. Fans of Buddha, these comments are uh, totally unacceptable, will not be tolerated. Mets will not tolerate. Mets fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable, and more than willing to express themselves. <laughs> we love them for every one of these qualities. You have to hear from the owner, Steve Cohn. He chimed in on Twitter and actually had a funny line. He said, I miss the days when the biggest controversy was the black jerseys. So, 
That's the setting of the table. You have a player on the team, and again, a player who has built up, I think this is important, zero equity. I mean, literally zero equity. He got there, and from the minute he got there, whether it's his fault or not, they have been atrocious. He came to a good team, and they turned into a terrible team. Now, there may not be a cause and effect there, but it ain't helping his case. So, I want everyone's opinion on this, and we'll start with Bubba, my aforementioned disheveled board operator, who many of you may not know is an enormous Met fan. And Bubba, I will give you the first crack at this. What is your reaction to Javi Baez giving the fans like yourself the thumbs down? Um, can I just pass? <laughs> Why are I you mean, passing? It's just, it's just so ridiculous. I, I, but part of me, though, is just so desensitized from just all the ridiculousness, and I'm sure Metropolitan Ray can agree with me, that it's almost, it doesn't even phase me, which is so insane these days. I mean, we've had so many collapses, so many ridiculous things, so many absurd things. Ray Odonias had said the same thing in 02 when he called the fans stupid. Um, it's just, it doesn't even, it's just another thing. It's just another day. They're collapsing again. They're going to miss the playoffs again. They're terrible. I, you know, I don't even, I, Lindor is supposed to be the, you know, franchise I can't miss only the Mets can sign a can't miss franchise player who's supposed to be the greatest player of all time and somehow is going the wrong direction. We have him for 10 more years. So that's going to be great. 10 more years of him. That's great. He's just, I mean, what is going on here? I don't, I mean, I I don't, I I mean, great. Yeah. Black jerseys. Sure. Whatever. Bring back the will ponds. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. All right, so more significant words have never been spoken. Hembo, let me bring in you because you're not you're not a Met fan, but you're a, a, a you understand the dynamics of the baseball situation mm-hmm. as well as anybody. And I thought your perspective on this was very interesting about where he came from, where Baez came from. I don't think what Javi Baez said yesterday. I don't think he knew any better, and that's because he's been insulated. He could do no wrong in Chicago as a member of the 2016 World Champion team. He never got booed in Chicago because he was one of the key people that broke that curse. And so that wasn't a fan base that held him accountable in the same way that the Mets are going to. And like you said, this is not a player that has built up any equity whatsoever with them. So if I were a Mets fan this morning waking up, that would obviously upset me greatly. But, would, but what would upset me much more is what Bubba said. The fact that I have Francisco Lindor's 10-year contract has not yet kicked in. This guy's <laughs> supposed to be a franchise ambassador. He's giving the <laughs> thumbs down before the 10-year deal has started. That is what would most concern me today if I were a fan of that yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, that's a well put, that's, that's, that's well phrased. He's supposed to be your ambassador. He was the reason all the fans love the new owner. Oh, look, he actually spent the money on this guy that we think the previous ownership would not have done. We got this guy, and now this guy has greatly underachieved. He's played well below what would have been reasonably expected of him. He's played well below what would have been expected from him in a bad year, and now he's giving the fans the thumbs down. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Should I, should I tell you what I think of this? Please. Uh, Bubba, would you like to know what I think of this? Yeah, let's do it. What do you got? If I were you, here's what I would have said. And if I were sitting in that room, here's what I would have said. And if I'm at their next game, here's what I would say to Mr. Baez. May I offer you, sir, a nice warm glass of shut the hell up. Shut up. 
you're getting paid millions of dollars to play this game. My job is to sit here and judge your performance. You're, I'm, I'm your audience. I'm your customer. You don't tell me you're going to give me the thumbs down. To equate the idea of a fan booing to a player giving the thumbs up, the thumbs down sign is so startlingly unprofessional that it does not even meet the lowest possible standard, which is all we can reasonably expect, I think, in sports in 2021 anyway. Fans aren't being unreasonable. You stink. You stink. And your team stinks. And the fans are booing because that's what fans do. And you have been so insulated in Chicago where a bunch of other guys won you a championship and you became a superstar in the middle of it that you could do no wrong. So you could strike out once every other at bat and the fans would continue to love you forever. But that doesn't follow you everywhere you go. And it damn sure doesn't follow you to New York. The minute you got here, your team has tanked. And while that might not be exclusively your fault, you certainly haven't been the answer. I'm not sure if you're the question, but you're definitely not the answer. And if this costs him millions and millions of dollars in free agency this coming offseason, then he richly deserves that. That is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard a player do. And the fact that he volunteered this, he wasn't coerced. Did you hear the question? What is the thumbs down celebration after a big hit mean? What does the thumbs down? <laughs> he's, not, he's not being held at gunpoint and being forced to respond to this. He wanted to tell the fans this. He wa- it's one thing if, all right, we're going to get back at them like the players in Major League, right, where they, when they're uh, getting back at the owner. You want you to do this? All right, guys, it's us against the fans. We're going to create our own little thumbs down sign. Don't answer the freaking question. Don't tell everyone why you're doing it. So this is a combination of unprofessional and irretrievably stupid. And the Mets reacted, Alderson's statement, in the only way they can. And now what? Now what? Now what? You know, the rest of the season. Now we've got to keep playing. So now you're going to go out there and keep doing this? You think you got booed before? Oh, man, I can't, I can't even imagine can't what even the next game is going to be like. The, the, it is almost impossible to imagine that any player could be this. Well, let me ask you a question, Bubba. I'm going to name for you a bunch of names. You tell me which guy right now you hate the most. John Rocker? Chipper Jones? Who are some other Met killers? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm old, Chase so I, I'm thinking back to all these other guys. Chase Utley and, and, and now Javi Baez. You tell me which guy you would boo the loudest when they walk <laughs> yeah. out on the field right now. I think right now it's Baez. It's Baez. This is what I'm saying. And he'll look back at you and give you the thumbs down. And now where are we? Now, okay, we've mutually decided we hate each other. This is not the relationship you are trying to create when you are selling a product. And if I'm Steve Cohen, who is trying to, I guess, to make humor of this, I don't know, one way or the other, and on the list of things that are going wrong right now, I'm not even sure where this goes. But this is an, an abject disgrace and should be treated that way and no less. So to quote a great show once upon a time, just shut up. Shut up. That's the stupidest and most unprofessional thing I've heard from a professional athlete in a long time. And that is saying a lot. We're just getting rolling here. We got a million other places to go. I got to get through all this football. I got all these takes from the way the preseason finished up. I'm going to go to Chicago and get Jesse Rogers in here for a little insight into Javi Baez, the way his mind works. Plus, Matthew Berry will explain the implications, the real implications of the worst injury of the NFL preseason. All that and a whole lot more. I'm just getting started. I'm glad you're along for the ride. This is Greeny. 
on ESPN Radio. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, is it the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is Bomani Jones, and I'm ready. This is Greeny. The Jets are ready. This is Sarah Spain. The Bears are ready. This is Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm ready for football. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Yeah, they're trying to work things out right now in Queens. I'm not sure how that's going to go. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My buddy Jesse Rogers, baseball insider on the Goodyear Hotline in 30 seconds, with a little insight into the personality of, of Javi Baez, which I think is an interesting part of the story here. And I'm noticing there are some tweets from people whom I know who seem to disagree with me. Did you see Michael Collins? Michael Collins at ESPN, the caddy, who I love, uh, I mean, meaning I, he's a great guy and I'm a big a, a friend of his and I like him, hmm. says, I want in on this conversation, Greeny. I love what Baez did and said. Hmm. So someone buzz him and let's figure out when he can jump in here today because that's just steadfastly ridiculous. But anyway, 30 seconds now for DoorDash, summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the DoorDash app. Stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. All right, maybe my oldest friend in this business is Jesse Rogers, who covers baseball for us extraordinarily well at ESPN and has done so based out of Chicago for decades now and was all around that Cubs team that came up all basically all of them together in the early 20-teens and wound up winning the World Series and has now subsequently been disbanded. And so I just wanted to give that background. Jesse, as I bring you in here, what is your perspective on Javi Baez and this thumbs-down salute that he has brought to New York? And, and maybe in particular, tell people a little bit about him that might help them better understand this mentality. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a sort of psychology about this that we could talk about for probably an hour, Greeny. Yeah. And, and you know the, 
the Cub market and, and, and the Chicago market in general. And I think that plays a part in it. It's almost like a kid that's been sheltered for the, his entire life. And then he goes out in the real world and all of a sudden it's not as, as easy and smooth sailing as it was. And you know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. He was a Chicago Cub. He grew up here, won, uh, won the World Series, was second in MVP voting. He never got booed once. And he had some times where he could have been booed. I mean, he takes those bad swings. You've seen him um, just as recently as a few days ago with the Mets with, with some of those swings and misses. And he got benched earlier this year for um, getting doubled off, which happened in, in New York as well recently. But he never really got booed or attacked in any manner partly because of the market, partly because of the goodwill he built up. Now he goes over there, and what does he do? He touches the third rail of sports, right? That's one of them at least, um, sort of attacking or, or, or you know, criticizing the fans, and this is what happens. But I will tell you, he is a good kid. He does sort of wear his emotions on his sleeve. He does um, speak honestly when he in interviews. Like, this is not surprising to me that he'd be honest about his feelings. Mm. I'm a little surprised he didn't edit it a little bit when he says they have to be better. They got to be better. I don't think you can say that to a fan base anywhere ever. So I'm a little surprised that he didn't realize being a veteran that he is, that he needed to edit himself a little bit, but I'm not shocked that he wore his emotions on his sleeve and he spoke honestly. All right, that's, that, that's exactly the kind of insight that I'm looking for. Greeny and Jesse Rogers in Chicago and, and, how about the sort of head-scratching slash hair-pulling-out talent that he has? There are times he does things. If you watch that kid play, there are times he does things that are so beautiful. Like, he, he's actually he's so um, graceful and, and spectacular to watch at times, and yet so undisciplined at others. G- give me a sense of what you think. Is he a guy who's going to get some huge free agent contract? He's in the last year of his deal, which is why he's, he is no longer a Cub. Um, is someone going to pay him hundreds of millions of dollars? No, not as much as he was going to get uh, a few years ago before the pandemic. If, if there's any player that lost more during the pandemic um, than Baez, I don't know who that is. Yeah. He was days away, Greeny, from possibly signing a long-term contract, probably close to $200 million. This was days after Christian Yelich had signed with the Brewers for over $200 million. Yelich was first in MVP voting in 18. Baez was second. So fast forward about a year, they're both negotiating. The pandemic hits, and all of a sudden, Bias has a terrible 20 season, then comes back in 21, gets off to kind of a slow start here, and then they eventually trade him. He's not going to get the deal that he was going to get, but he could be a $140, $150 million guy. He still has that kind of talent. And that maddening kind of up-and-down volatile player has been there since day one. I I remember going back to his days in the minors, And I would be on the radio here in Chicago talking about this player. And one day I'd be praising him. The next day I'd be criticizing him, literally. And I remember Theo Epstein coming up to me and saying, will you make up your mind about about bias? I mean, you're (laughs) supposed to be the guy that that is reporting on this. And you you sound like like, uh, just some guy off the street. I'm like, I'm sorry, this guy is just so maddening to watch. And that was back, you know, in 2013, 14, 15. And his game has kind of continued on that in that direction. His problem, Greeny, is he, he just he can't get on base enough. The, the on-base percentage is awful. He brings a lot of power, a lot of slug. I remember Joe Madden, when he first saw him play the game, he said this was one of the best base runners he's seen. But in between those great base running moments, he'll get doubled off. He'll forget how many outs there are. Um, he won't run out every ball. So there, there's a maddening, volatile part of his game that, that I think even executives can't figure out all the time. It's Jesse Rogers with me on the Goodyear Hotline making the plays 
that move you forward, Goodyear more driven. Um, and, and, and so I guess we'll make that. I mean, here's the numbers, okay? He has played 167 games in the last two seasons. Are you ready for this, Jesse? He has 228 strikeouts and has walked 25 times. <laughs> I, I mean, 25 walks and 228 strikeouts. As a Met, he has 22 strikeouts against 13 hits and three walks. I understand that baseball is, is, has moved in this direction, but that's ridiculous. I mean, that's so far to move in that direction, Jesse, that sometimes I, I, I look at the numbers, I keep looking over at Hembo to make sure he didn't mistype something. <laughs> It's it's insane, and and again, he it used to be to the point here in Chicago when he would take a walk, he'd get a standing ovation. <laughs> His teammates would start banging on the dugout when he would take a walk. It was like an event when he when he when he got a walk, and when he when he had two in a game, oh my god, it was like you know we need a post game press zoom with him just because he walked twice. Yeah, it's 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 really going to hinder him in the free agent market. You've got to balance that out a little bit. He has great power, but. You know, if I've talked to one scout, I've talked to 100 that have said the same thing. If our pitchers actually throw him a strike, they should be benched. That's the thing. Throw him a slider away, and you'll get him out. But when he's going well, man, he can carry a team second in MVP voting in 2018. That's nothing to to cry about. So there are good moments, but uh, in the last couple years, that disparity between the good and bad is really kind of lengthened, it seems like. That, that's so well done. Jesse, outstanding, my man. Thank you very much. I'll call you later. That, that, that's Jesse Rogers with me from Chicago. I knew he would have that kind of perspective because, again, my connections to Chicago are mostly through people like him now, you know, because I don't live there anymore, and I haven't covered sports there in a very long time. I didn't cover Javi Baez. I'm, I'm, I've been born at the time that I was covering sports <laughs> in Chicago. By the way, Jesse, brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. Get ready for the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G. And the Z Fold 3 5G pre-order now at Samsung.com. Uh, Devin Kane, uh, Devin is producing today for Nuno, who's off this week. Let me know if Michael Collins calls in, because I just texted him, because Michael Collins was tweeting that he likes what Baez did, and I'm happy to stay with this. I mean, this clearly has touched a rail. And, and you just heard what Jesse said. I thought that was really insightful, that when he would walk, fans would give him a standing ovation. Why? Because he was so ridiculously bad at that. But they were celebrating it and celebrating him. Why? Because he's one of us. He won us a championship here. He helped us break a 108-year drought. That's one set of circumstances. You cannot come to a team, make no contribution to the positive in any meaningful way, and get on the fans for getting mad at you. That's the first piece of this. The second piece is you cannot act like this relationship is symbiotic. The relationship, the, the, the responsibility and the role of the fan and the player are not the same thing. And this is one of those really frustrating reminders that I, I feel like I need to give. But for all the players out there, the fans aren't being paid to show up. This isn't their job. It's not my job to root for you. And I will gladly stop if you want me to. Let me know how that sounds. Let me know how much better the world will be. If we stop showing up and stop caring about all these times you strike out so we can give you a standing ovation the three times you walk, maybe try swinging at a pitch sometime before 20 feet before it hits the puck. Did you see the strike he had the other? He swung at a pitch 
But I'm telling you right now, I, I don't. I, I still don't think it's gotten a home plate. And he's swinging and missing. So that's just that's just ridiculous stuff. All right, Greeny, with you here. Uh, we'll see if Michael Collins winds up calling in. I want to get him in here at some point because I, I want someone to take the other side of this. This is a two-way. This show is a two-way street. So we all have basically the same opinion on this. If he has a different perspective, I'd love to hear it. Greeny with you. Hey, you can look like a million bucks with Dollar Shave Club. Upgrade to a DSC six-blade razor and get an extra close shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave wherever you shop, in-store, and online at dollarshaveclub.com. That's dollarshaveclub.com. Meanwhile, you ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. My question of the day is, how am I going to get back in my son's good graces? And I need Matthew Berry to explain this to me. So he is, you know who Matthew Berry is, our fantasy expert extraordinaire. He basically invented the genre. And Matthew was in our studio today. So, Matthew, I got to tell you what I did. Okay. You, you have been nice enough to meet members of my family. I, uh, there was a bar mitzvah video, I remember, once upon a time. <laughs> yes. So I feel like we go back in that yes. regard. No doubt. So last week I'm on my vacation, and my son, Stephen, has his fantasy draft. Okay. And I spend a good half hour talking him into taking J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> I, I am telling him I have I had one Lewis Riddick and yeah. I've had all these people coming on my shows and telling me this guy is going to have an unbelievable year. He's going to be this year's Nick Chubb. He's going to run the ball like crazy. They're going to they want Lamar to get hit as much. They're going to turn that into a more. It's going to be the J.K. Dobbins show. So we take J.K. Dobbins. And like eight minutes later, J.K. Dobbins in a preseason game has a torn ACL and is out for the season. So my first question to you is, what the hell do you do when your most important player on your fantasy team tears up his ACL in preseason? Well, obviously, it's not ideal. But, you know, listen, and and I laughed a little bit, but not I want to be clear that I wasn't laughing at the injury to J.K. Dobbins. You know, we, we, we all feel terrible for the young man. And we're rooting for him to come back stronger and better next year. But just because I've been there, Greeny, where I have told my son to draft something or do something in the draft, and then it has gone awry one way or the other, you know, sometimes through no fault of our own, which is obviously what happened here. Um, unfortunately, listen, the, I guess the, my reaction to that would be is like twofold. Number one is this is the game we play. It, it is a violent game, and we've already seen – Lot you know, unfor- you know whether it whether it's J.K. Dobbins, whether it's Cam Akers, you know the couple of injuries over the weekend as well. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Irv Smith, like we have seen, unfortunately, a number of injuries uh, in the NFL, and we will continue to. It would be great if J.K. Dobbins was the last injury of the year, but it, we we all know it's not going to be. Right, fair enough. So, so, so yeah, so that that would be my first thing. And the other thing is is that you tell your son is that listen, this just. This is it's a it's an opportunity like any challenge is. Okay, fine, you lost your fourth round pick. Let's see what you're made of, kid. Let's go. You know what I mean? This is this is an opportunity. General managers in the NFL have to deal with this all the time. You know, the, the Baltimore Ravens front office is having to deal with it this very morning. So, um, let's go, Stephen. Come on now. No time to no time to whine into your computer. Let's go. Let's hit that waiver wire. Let's start talking trade. Let's go. I think I think we took him in the second round. Uh, oh boy. I, it wasn't a fourth round pick. I, <laughs> And, and, and you're talking to a guy who took Saquon Barkley, number two in the entire draft last year, and we all saw how that went. Okay. Matthew okay. Barry. So I, I think what we've, yeah. we've, we've learned is next year I'm drafting with Steven. Yes. Greeny, you're, you're staying away. <laughs> that's, that's really what I'm leading up We're to right. here is we need your help. Matthew yes. Barry with me in studio with the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. In the meantime, you and I talked about a week or so ago, and, and I want to – I really want to increase the fantasy presence on show on a show like this because I, I feel like there's a lot of 
insight that people are looking for here, and I can't always give it to them. So here's what I want to do today. Okay. Because I'm sure a ton of people have their fantasy draft today, tomorrow, as this week goes on. So give me something. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Give me something that everybody doesn't know. I mean, I don't need you to, you know, my listeners don't need you to tell them that, you know, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray are awfully attractive. Give me something everyone doesn't know that a fan should be thinking about leading into this draft, starting with the quarterbacks. I'll give, you, I'll give you three quick ones right off the top of my head. First yep. off, I do think, even though neither of them have a starting job, that Trey Lance and Justin Fields need to be drafted. And normally we don't say draft backup quarterbacks, mm. especially in leagues that have one quarterback. But both of these guys have the potential to have Kyler Murray slash RG3 type rookie years, both of whom were terrific in fantasy in their rookie year because of the dual threat ability. I mean, you just saw what – if you watched any of that 49ers game, mm-hmm. you were just like, oh, Oh, I get it. Like in terms of that offensive line and the and the run schemes that Kyle Shanahan can dial up, whenever that happens for Trey Lance and Justin Fields to become the stars of their team, and it's not a win, it's not an if, it's a win. Those guys are going to be fantasy superstars. I will tell you that I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you know I'm a Washington homer the way you're a Jets homer, but I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick is being way disrespected in fantasy drafts. This is a guy who last year, when he was in the in the games that he started for Miami and and played the majority of snaps was the 11th best quarterback in fantasy on a points-per-game basis. And now he is going to Washington, where he will be surrounded by the best playmakers of his career, with Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas and Antonio Gibson at the backfield. Adam Humphreys is a nice slot receiver. Dimey Brown, the, the North Carolina rookie. So they've got some nice weapons there. And finally, I saw a lot of questions about Jameis Winston being named the starter of the Saints. And here's the thing. I was like, oh, Jameis. And they were thinking back to you know the Saints high-flying offense and, of course, Jameis throwing the, the 30 touchdowns and having a big fantasy year. A lot of interceptions as well. But he had a big fantasy year for Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers. And here's what I would say is pump the brakes a little bit on Jameis Winston. Mm. First off, first off, he doesn't run. In today's NFL, you need to have a running quarterback. Eight of the top ten quarterbacks from last year had at least 200 yards rushing. And that doesn't include Dak Prescott, who would have qualified had he stayed healthy all year. Doesn't, doesn't include um, you know some of the younger guys as well. So uh, you need to have a running quarterback. And number two is... If Taysom Hill had red zone packages and took snaps away from Drew Brees, I guarantee you he's taking snaps away from Jameis Winston. Mm. Like, Taysom Hill's still going to be a thing. When they get into the red zone, there are going to be certain packages and plays for him. We don't know when Michael Thomas is coming back. Uh, You know, I have Jameis Winston outside my top 20 at quarterbacks, and I'm actually a Jameis fan. I think this is a a good move for the Saints, but fantasy-wise, it's just I think he's going to be overdrafted based on the name and the team situation, not necessarily fantasy uh, production that he's going to have this year. That's excellent. See, this is exactly the kind of thing that we need. Matthew Berry, if, if you don't follow him on Twitter, then you don't really care about fantasy in the first place, but it is Matthew Berry TMR, at Matthew hey, Berry TMR. Hey, Greeny, let me ask you yeah. a question for you, dude, just because I know we we're talking about J.K. Dobbins and we we're having some fun about your, your son's draft, but yeah. I do think there's a lot of questions about uh, what happens in that Ravens backfield now that he has been officially ruled out for the year. Yeah. A- and I think guess, Gus Edwards is a really interesting player. I ranked him at running back 23. Get this. There's only two teams in the NFL over the last two – in the last nine years, there's only two teams in the NFL that have run more than 50% of the time, the 2020 Ravens and the 2019 Ravens. Mm. Now, that's obviously skewed by Lamar Jackson, but if you just take Lamar Jackson out of it and you just talk about, hey, what did the running backs do? Running backs over the last two years for the Ravens were seventh in rush attempts and they were sixth in red zone rush attempts. They like to run the ball. They extended Gus Edwards in the offseason. They like Gus Edwards. The issue with him, of course, he's a north-south runner. He doesn't catch any passes, but he's going to get all the touchdowns. He's going to get all the red zone work. He's going to get a lot of carries. 
I think he's a a high end flex. So I'm at running back 23, and that's just a name to put on you and uh, your listeners' radar. It's a guy named Tyson Williams, uh, who's had a strong camp. He's going to be the number two. We'll see if they bring in. There's been rumors about Todd Gurley coming in. You know, they he was in for a camp visit earlier. We'll see if they sign a veteran, but. Right now, it's Gus Edwards and Tyson Williams in that order. And I think Gus Edwards represents a nice value in fantasy drafts right now. I love it. See, this is exactly the kind of thing that we need, and I hope we will do it regularly as the season gets underway here. Thank you, Matthew Barry, and we'll see you later. Greeny, take care. All right, that's Matthew Barry again. Who was our, He invented this, right? I mean, like, there was... This, this fantasy football was just something that like people kind of did and they knew and it was kind and then all of a sudden he's on TV and now all of a sudden it's this <laughs> and and so he kind of I, I, I sometimes like Mel invented the draft Matthew Barry invented fantasy football as far as I'm concerned um, and he's the best at it so you know that's not something that I always know as much about and so he is someone that we will lean on here as we go all right uh, we're going to try and get Michael Collins in here and other perspectives on the story of the day I haven't gotten to any of my football hot takes yet we got a lot to do here and plenty of time for your calls to do it uh, we'll get to all that after this word from Bank of America so it's baseball season and you're ready to go all out you ordered the essentials to make game day a success you need a jersey a power recliner and a bigger screen and you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card choosing to earn three percent cash back on online shopping Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. <laughs> Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. If you're not getting the new Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G or Z Flip 3 5G, you're doing it wrong. Pre-order now to get up to $200 in Samsung.com credit. Valid through August 26 while supplies last at select retailers. See additional terms and conditions at Samsung.com. Okay, I, I have said this before, that on this program, even though it is named for me, Everyone's opinion is welcome, and I'm always looking for someone who disagrees with me, um, and maybe I will learn something. So uh, my buddy Michael Collins, who tweets at ESPN the caddy and is a good friend, 
um, and a very knowledgeable person in general, seems to have a different point of view. So I'm not going to uh, give his take. I'll let him do it. Michael, thanks for calling in. What What is your perspective on Javi Baez and some of his teammates giving the fans the thumb down? <laughs> Hey, first off, I just want to say your producers are amazing just by playing that song on the rejoin. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> but uh, I'm in Atlanta, and I'm driving over here to the tour championship, sitting in the parking lot. Didn't even go into the media center because I'm listening to all this. And I saw what happened yesterday. And there's a couple of things that are bothering me about how everyone's freaking out about this and and hearing your take on it. And here's my take on it. A couple of things. One we're being a little hypocritical here. And I say that because you said fans pay and they pay for the right to complain and boo. Right. And how short of a memory do we have when James Harden had fans in Houston thrown out for what they were saying and booing in the stadium. So you, you can't have it both ways. And for Baez, the one thing that you didn't play was him saying we win together and we lose together as a fan base. And that is very true. So what we're telling these guys is, Hey, we can say whatever we want to you and you can't say anything back because we're paying you. Is that the message that we're sending? Like, I don't think that that's right. Here's the deal. When his president says, his his motion and gesture was offensive and disrespectful in what way? Like, he didn't give the finger. He gave him the thumbs down. And that for anyone to be like, oh, 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 how dare you? I need a safe space. I need I'm, – I'm triggered because someone gave you the thumbs down. You are – that's fake outrage. It is complete fake outrage. So the fact that a player is saying, listen, seven times out of ten and more for him, we fail. And not quite cool if our own fans are booing us because we're going to fail a lot. And, yes, the team has been bad, but no one on the team is like, nah, we're bad, whatever, get over it. It's not like anybody on that team is enjoying winning. But to act like, in one sense, in this baseball setting, we say – hey, well, people pay their money and these guys are getting millions, so you can say whatever you want. Well, it's convenient to say that right now. But it's not convenient then when we will flip the script and go, you know, a basketball player had somebody courtside thrown out because they were saying something that the basketball player found offensive. And and everyone says, you you pay your money. You don't get to say whatever you want when you pay your money. Well, which is it? Like, I understand, yes, there's going to be some horrifically said things that are inappropriate at games. But the fact that a player is going, hey, you know what? I'm going to hit a home run and give you a thumbs down. Like, we win together, we lose together. So if you're not with us, get out. Like, everybody has a problem with that? Mm, Sorry. (laughs) You know, you're talking to a Philly fan who, Philly fan, no one loves Philly teams more than Philly fans. We hate our teams more than anybody else does too. (laughs) Here's what I'd say, Mike, and I appreciate the call, and, you know, and, and I hear what you're saying. I disagree with almost all of it. I, I, I'm glad that you drew the distinction between Harden having people thrown out because obviously there's a line that cannot be crossed here. But the most important thing I would say in response to what you just said is we don't win together and lose together. When we win, the fans don't get anything. 
They get the joy of all of this. They get the emotion of all of this, whatever that means. But the players don't bring them along for it. The players, they have a role in this grand comedy, this grand uh, performance, this grand theater that is sports. And the fans have their role. And it sounds like you're trying to say that if the fans don't support the players at all turns, regardless of circumstances, then they're not holding up their end of the bargain. Or at least that's what it sounds to me like Javi Baez is trying to say. I wish I had more time to do this. Hey, quickly, who's going to win this weekend? Oh, I'm going John Rahm. 15 million. This is what he wants. John Rahm to win. And because he wants that vintage Coke machine more than anything else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll talk more about this as the week goes on. And yesterday was one of the great days of golf that I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's what I want to talk about next time. But Michael, thank you for chiming in here. And again, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with his perspective, but I always want people to be able to, I hope people recognize that on this show, everyone's opinion is valid. Um, with the, the exception, I think, of Nuno. I think Nuno is the one person whose opinion is generally <laughs> invalid on this program. Michael Collins, however, is always welcome. That said, we'll do more on this as we go. We have plenty of time in our second hour for your NFL calls, and I haven't even gotten to my NFL takes, but we'll do those as we continue. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.